Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Brand sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Brand sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code BUTTERY. So head to BOLLandbranch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We just held for Brooke's sneeze, and it reminded me that at this party we held on uh, Friday night, I sneezed seven times in a row. I almost was just like, um, Bridget, I think you mean snuzzed. <laughs> God, I wish. I, That's um, like, I snows. I thought about in the shower the other day for a long time how I wish the past tense of slide is slod. Like, I slod on the ice. <laughs> I, before we started the podcast tonight, I need the people listening at home to know, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, know, I don't mean Out and about in the world on adventures. Walking the streets of the city you're in. Um, I just tried to say the words, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, <laughs> which is the game I'm currently on in the Kingdom Hearts It's series. the lowest rated and one, what, and she could just skip it, but why would she? Because it's way more satisfying to do things all the way through. I get it. I, it's a battle deck system and I don't like the cards. Anyway, I tried to say that and I, what I said was something along the lines of Chengdom. I like, I truly can't. She got two words out of saying kingdom hearts and chain of memories at the same time. And then we both (laughs) just stopped and looked at each other. It was remarkable. (laughs) I I Um, wish we'd done it. Um, recording. So you could have all heard I'm sort of glad we didn't. You didn't want that recorded for posterity. No, I didn't. (laughs) How are you, my friend? I'm very, very good. Um, I've been teaching up a a fucking storm. And people are seeking you out. Yeah, people are. um, Oh, I don't think I told you this. No. Um, Last week, did I tell you who took my class last week? You did. Oh, Nastia Lukin. <gasps> no, that's a new one. <laughs> oh my God, Brooke. So this, Brooke. I know, this like act. Oh, I'm and, fanning and Sam, myself. What? Sam, Sam Pezhuk, another Olympian. Oh, okay. So here's the funny thing about this. If you don't know who that is, Nastia Lukin is like one of the greatest gymnasts, U.S. Olympic gymnasts of all, of all time. Like she held the record before Simone Biles. Mm-hmm. Like Simone Biles broke her record. So... Before we get into that, earlier that week, a, like, actress that I know, that I enjoy from, like, Broadway and a TV show that I watch came to take my my class earlier in the week, and I was, like, freaking out, trying to keep cool, losing my mind. She came back again today. But Not only that, she asked me to teach. We chatted. Yeah, she likes me, and I like her. <laughs> but, like, really? Um, yeah. <laughs> um... 
Nastia Lukin came and took my class with her mom and her friend, who's another Olympian, and I had no idea. And the teacher next to me, who was sharing the desk time with me, was like, do you know who that was? And I was like, no. But they told me that my sculpt class was their favorite sculpt they've ever taken. Oh, my God. Brooke. Accolades I have left the, and right. I have the Olympic seal of approval. That's, you might as well stamp the rings on my ass. I mean. Which are toned <laughs> from doing my sculpt class. 10,000 versions of it. Um, that's really incredible. I wish those kind of comments were like, um, degrees, diplomas that you could like hang on your, your home office. Oh, you mean like, like geese, Bridget? <laughs> yeah. Let's transition seamlessly <laughs> into your accomplishment for the week. Look at us succeeding. Um, I just came back <laughs> from a jujitsu class in which I was graduated into the advanced program and I'm about to go because my baby is a star <laughs> which means I am Brooke you'll love this I am officially on the black belt track <laughs> so I, it's a commitment my baby's on the black belt track and I like extended my contract so it's through next August so like I'm doing this now I took a lease out on a car Bridget took a lease out on, <laughs> on her <Jiu> life <laughs> Sounds like I'm going to arrange my own hit. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you are own hit. Jiu-jitsu jokes. Micro dab. <laughs> I've got a pretty. Um, you love the micro I dab. I do love it. <laughs> our, our unseeing audience loves it, too, in their brains. Yeah, so good day. I'm excited. I'm really pumped about it. I'm about to go on um, out of town for a week, so I won't go until I'm back, which is a little anticlimactic to, like, the advanced classes. But I'm psyched because I'm going home, and then in less than a week, I will be in the arms of one Brooke Weissman, very toned arms, in L.A. It's going to be so good. Fuck, look at you. She's strong. Maybe oh I won't be teaching the ten thirty on Monday because we'll be going to Harry Potter. World. <laughs> what now? <laughs> what am I gonna do? God, I'm so feckin' excited. I'm missing my third date with my new best friend because <laughs> you're gonna be here. I mean, if you want to <laughs> swap for for me, <laughs> no. Listen, no one will ever replace you. Um, Thanks. Did you? I the finale of Broad City. All I'll say about uh -huh. it is that it really celebrates female friendship. Oh, God, I cannot wait to watch the season. As you can imagine. And I just sent Bridget <laughs> a photo of me crying. An eerily beautiful photo of your tear-streaked face, honestly. That actually reminds me to tell you something after we are off the Memory air. noted. Um, hi, Brooke. Hi, Bridget. Hi, everybody. And welcome to Splat, the podcast where me, Brooke, and me, Bridget, talk about Sex the finale. The God damn it, it's <laughs> here. Part one of the finale. 10 years younger. And 20 years later. American Girl in Paris, part one. I cannot believe this is a cryy episode anyway. And I'm going to leave. I cried earlier feeling. when I was watching it. I, I cried. I uh, groaned. Yeah. Um, I made lots of noises of a varying uh, intensity. I spoke strengths. out loud to myself often. Do we have any more housekeeping before we want to just jump right in? Um, well, I feel like we do, but uh, nothing really seems as important as this. I just want you to know if you don't follow at Splat Podcast already on Instagram, um, you should because there will be content coming C O N T E N T. Oh, I have housekeeping. Yeah, God, we're gonna go crazy. 
Yes. All I was going to say is um, shout out to your father, Pod Dad, for um, an Instagram post and an email that you got to first, unfortunately, because I fully knew what he was referring to. That email you sent back. Um, So Brooke's dad emailed our splat email a photo of. He did? Did you not reply? You said this one's over my head, to be honest. You definitely did. Oh, yeah. Oh, because he also sent it to me. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that's funny. So he. he has been sending me photos from like that scan oh. that he's been scanning, like without any cell. I just assumed it was another one. Oh, of this made me laugh. So it'll, it'll, and it, a lot of them will have a subject line that is referencing the, whatever photo he of sent. Of course. So that one I didn't understand, but continue. So he sent us an email that had a photo of red stripes, as in the food product, um, an encouragement. The beer. F- uh, food product. Uh, that was an encouragement for me and my jujitsu and I deeply appreciated it. That's all. Um, but yeah, follow us cause content's going to be dripping. Oh yeah. He did send it to us. And that's why you just... replied to him, which is why I thought it was so, oh, so was then, this last night. Mm, it was this weekend. So then I followed up too and was like, um, this is Bridget. I think he means jujitsu. <laughs> he got a funny series of emails from us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, we talked about it on the phone today, too. He posted it on Instagram I also. I saw. He's the best. Um, anyway, shall we An American Girl in Paris, part one? Part une. Yeah. Uh, get your yes, berets on, folks. <laughs> Strap them on. <laughs> Here we go. Three. I'm just thinking about berets that look like bike helmets that come with, like, little clip-ons under your chin. Anyway, three, two. Two, one. That's what Parisian toddlers wear. <laughs> <laughs> who who cares about your head being safe? Carrie's clothes in this episode are bad. There, I all, said it. Pretty much all of them. She is... She's packing for Paris, but really isn't bringing anything. And she's not really packing because she can leave all of the rest of her stuff in her apartment. So basically, she's just choosing which of her clothes she should take with her to go on vacation. Nope. And she's wearing Uggs and underwear. Paris. And her body is unbelievable. It's really... It's nice. I want that sweater she's wearing it looks so cozy she's wearing like a gray cashmere button pretty thing she's getting a phone message a lot of of voicemails and she's going through them and listening and then big calls and he's like carrie i'd really like to talk to you same number in case you've forgotten and then he goes uh oh it's and before he can say his name she hits the delete button you're going to find out his name this week. I know. I'm so excited. So she walks out of the front door of her house. And actually, this dress is really nice. Um, in a lovely That's cocktail weird. dress. And he, her hair looks coming amazing. down the front steps. It's and cold. Black, it, it's good. There's a black dress. I mean, sorry, a black car Sedan. in front of her house. And Big is looking Who at her is out of the window. But? And it's basically like, uh, I had to track you down because you weren't answering like I was me. in the neighborhood. And he's like, and get she in says, the car, it's cold. She says, I'm late for dinner with friends. Uh, and he says, and it's he makes a joke about how it's grandma. Yeah. And she is like not having it. But he convinces her because it is cold. And so she gets in the car. And then he asks the driver to get out of the car. And she's like, no. And I think Carrie handles this really well. I think Big, so however, too. I groaned a lot because Big is like, I don't know. I've just been calling and you haven't been answering. And it made me feel like some crazy chick. And I was like, he is Ew. the worst. 
he she she first apologizes for not returning his calls and he says yeah i was starting to feel like a needy chick like brooke just said i almost just called you bridget cool and he's like did i do something and she says no i've been busy with other things she's she's not she's not trying to encourage this at all like she really is handling it the best she could and she also knows what's coming kind of and already has decided at the end of his heart ordeal that like she understood what was happening and she didn't want it and so she keeps cutting him off and he's like will you let me finish and he says since then i've been thinking about us and carrie interrupts him and she stops him again and she like Carrie does a lot. Sarah Jessica Parker does a lot of really good acting in this episode, but also weirdly in the first like seven minutes of it, it's like mostly Carrie monologuing. So yeah. Big tries to make plans with her, asks about dinner tomorrow. Well, sh- she's like, she cuts him off. You know, she's like, you don't have to do this. Like, it's a fine. It's we are what we are. And like, that's OK. Like, she does not want him to say anymore. And he's like, OK, dinner tomorrow. It's like, I, but I. And she's like, I won't be here tomorrow. Because he says, she, he says dinner tomorrow. And she's like, I can't. And he says, okay, drinks. And she's like, I literally will not be here. And he says. And he's like, oh, you're finally taking that vacation. And she's like, I'm going there with a man that I'm in a relationship with. Which, which is like a weird way to it say is. that. He's wonderful and I'm happy. It is. But like he has, he has backed her into the, the corner kind of. And she is like, well, I guess now I'd be explicitly clear. And then she says goodbye basically and he's like wait and he starts to unravel it's so obnoxious he's like wait what do you mean by goodbye and she she says goodbye and gets out of the car and he comes running after her and he's like carrie stop what are you doing you know hopping out of the car like that you can't just say goodbye and jump out of the car and then which like yes she she fucking can she she kind of avoids his eyes and he's like you're moving to paris and he says, when were you going to tell me? Which is like, does she owe you that information? You're not really friends. And he says, what? Yeah. You're not even going to tell me who it is? And so she tells him, Alexander Petrovsky. And he says, which his you would first think, instinct you would is think a stupid joke, on- which is, you're moving to Paris with a Ruski? And so she just turns and walks away. You you would think that big circle that he runs and he would know who Alexander Petrovsky is. Yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, his name sounds Russian, like, but I think Big knows who he is. He's like a famous artist. And even at this point, Big is like chasing her down the street and he's like, I made a mistake. Okay. And Carrie fucking finally goes her shit at him. She's like, no, you cannot do this to me. And he's like, Carrie, I'm different this time. And she's like, no, you're not. You are never different. Like we've done this. And she ends up. We learn. We learn. She says six years. Don't <laughs> call so me ever know. again. Six years, of course. So, okay, a year a season. Give or shake a little. Uh, Give or shake a little. And and then she's like, forget you know my name. Forget my number. Yeah. Forget. Don't come. You can drive past all you want because I, I don't, don't live, here, live anymore. here anymore. It's a little dramatic. Well, I think he's, I would react the same at that point. He has driven her to it. Like, the fucking nerve on this man. And... She turns and walks away and then runs and she gets run gets to dinner and she's telling them it's too little too late news monologue and that he is the boy who cried love and Charlotte's like wait he said love and you're like Charlotte and uh, I actually I have some serious feelings about this episode I don't think you're going to be surprised by them but I'm I'm ready hit me as they come. (sighs) Anyway, they will come. But Carrie's like downing her drink, and Samantha's like, "Would you like another?" 
She's like, no, I can't be drunk on the plane. I need to arrive perfect. And fresh and gorgeous. Terry, and then she knocks on her. Terry makes a toast. On her um, glass. And Charlotte's like, no, no, stop. You're going to you're gonna make me cry. And Carrie hasn't even spoken yet. And Charlotte's like, I know, but I know what's Weeping. coming. She says, I want to thank you all for wishing me well tonight. In spite of some of your personal opinions at Miranda but they're, about my leaving. But it's been a, um, a, a little bit and they're clearly like in a nice place with each other. Like they're making jibes about it, but she's accepted it. You know, like they're both. <laughs> Charlotte just keeps. They're not angry. Yeah, they're in a good place. Charlotte keeps being like, stop it. Seriously. <laughs> Carrie says. Iconic uh, yeah, I recognize this. Carrie says, today I had a thought. What if I never what if I'd never met you? Charlotte's crying. And then they're all crying. Carrie. And that's the whole thought. Yeah, and and then, then, then she looks intimately. She gives each of them uninterrupted eye contact. She turns to Miranda um, last because it's hardest. Because she's the scarecrow. Um, I would say that it is Charlotte is the lion. Samantha is the tin man. And Miranda, despite being the smartest, is the scarecrow. Interesting. Um, I'm going to think on that. Wait, also, I think it's really interesting based on what what we learned last week about the I wonders of it all, how Carrie doesn't wonder. She says, today I had a thought. Mm-hmm. And that, that's probably I, like the thesis of it. Yeah. When I was listening back to I'll – co- I'll circle back to this in a second. But when I was listening back to last uh, – week's episode I'd had this thought while we were recording and didn't go back to check but as is like I feel like this is a pretty good summary for for this show when Carrie symbolically changes that period to a question mark it would never I mean maybe it's symbolic just for her but like that would never be printed anywhere because what she because it's a question what she what it says is is it time to stop questioning and like you wouldn't do is it time to stop questioning period like that's just never that's just not correct so like I love the big symbolism of it but but once again it's like her motto um and knows how to ask or whatever anyway um this yes Carrie there's still a the four of them at the start of it and there's still a a sort of I wonder but yeah it's I had a thought what if I never met you and it's a lot simpler and I really liked that there was no follow-up thought to that. That they just all, yeah. like the whole gravity of it is there for all of them. It's very sweet. It's very sweet. We love them. They're our friends too. Yeah. <laughs> and I think too, this is just like so uh, relatable, you know. Yeah. But especially, especially for, us. for us in a lot of ways. Like we just had dinners I'm like in this. Paris right I now. Know. How do, How is it there? The baguettes look gorgeous because you're just surrounded Marie. by them. Um, excuse me, Marie, the baguettes, <laughs> hurry up. <laughs> so, uh, once again, but in French. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie is wearing the ugliest outfit I've ever seen. It's a and bad she wears it for the rest of the episode. Dress with a big flower so on the front of it. she is going to meet her car. Manhattan Town car for Bradshaw. Out. So the last thing she does before leaving her apartment is she is pull out her iconic carry necklace and she sticks and it, it in loose her in her clutch, which is just never a good idea. That's going to get tangled. I you're know. asking. She, she looks up at her apartment, which is in immaculate condition still because her boyfriend is paying for it, which is just, so it's just a goodbye for now. And yeah. although I guess she doesn't know that if things go well and Petrovsky wants to stay in Paris, she's with him, I suppose. 
But again, it is a little less dramatic because her boyfriend is paying for her to keep the apartment. Oh, and we missed a point where Samantha complains about how the a sub uh, side effect of the chemo is that she's getting like early onset menopause. So she's having so hot she's flashes. Hot all, all the, time. the time. And she's at now, Carrie pulls away from the curb and we flash to, no pun intended, Samantha at a planning dinner with a bunch of women who are look like they're actually her, you know, more in her age range. And they're all planning like a benefit gala for, for breast, cancer. breast cancer. And they're talking about these the, the um, cookies with the pink Susan G. Komen shaped like ribbons. a pink, pink ribbon. And Samantha's basically, she's hot and she's sweaty and she's like fuck those cookies i had breast cancer and when i went to those galas all i thought was fuck those cookies and so the organizer woman is like she has a whole very good samantha rant and the organizer woman is like well you're right unfortunately the cookies have been ordered but i'm gonna give them something else i'm gonna give them you you you'll be our inspirational speaker before i go on and samantha's like um and samantha is downing wine at this point (laughs) No, it's water. She's chugging water. She strips out of her jacket. She's very hot. And her wig is, this episode is bad. There, I said it. It's, yeah, there are a lot of them. And they're, yeah. I was watching it with Hillary today and she was like, what is wrong with Samantha's hair? And I was like, she had cancer. <laughs> it's a wig, honey. So uh, Samantha becomes now tasked with giving an inspirational speech and she's, chugging water which is just so not her mo not samantha speed at all and now american girl in gay a literally central park west i think (laughs) yeah i'm pretty sure that's what i thought when we first came down over it it like looks like the part of central park that's right by columbus circle it does indeed yes like where the plaza is yes Uh uh-huh a hundred percent um so carrie Hops out of the cab. She's wearing like this gorgeous sparkly coat um, and the bad dress underneath it. No, it's a top and a skirt. And one of them is horizontal stripes and one of them is vertical stripes. And there's a big like what looks like a rich lady's sun hat glued to her chest. It's supposed to be a flower. Unfortunately, it is one dress because it's hanging up in the beginning of the episode. And you can see it's truly. And her hat. Oh, she's so stupid. She's wearing a jaunty little hat that makes her look like she's about to go for a carriage ride in 1860. <laughs> um, and she's so she has her luggage. She, the concierge man. And yeah. she, he's, she's like, she's talking like in thank yous and hellos in French. All bonjour. she can say is like, bonjour and merci. So she keeps saying merci it to everyone. And then she walks into the lounge where he directs her. And she's greeted by the sight of Alexander like cuddled up His on a couch around. with a sweet young thing who is actively smoking a like, cigarette inside. Much carries speed. And Carrie just like really makes out with him feverishly. Because of course she's a little contact. bit like what the fuck's going on here. And the girl just watches her from the couch. And my first thought, although they are very intimately draped around each other, was what the truth is, which I'm surprised didn't even occur to Carrie. Which is, oh, doesn't his daughter I was like, live in I Paris? forgot. I, I, didn't, I didn't remember this part. Mm. I don't really watch the at finale very often. Mm. So it's his daughter, Chloe, who, of course, is like, I don't know, at least 18, probably. And she and says like something French rapidly. And, and <laughs> Yeah, very much a, a grungy French teenager with an attitude. And she says something to Carrie quickly. And Carrie's like, uh, I caught maybe one part of that. And Chloe's like, you don't speak French. <laughs> 
She's yeah. very condescending. And, and, and then she talks about having Alexander, boy problems. And so, like, of course, Carrie is like, yeah. me, 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 me. Talk to me. This is the thing I know. And she goes, but this is your first trip to Paris. And Carrie goes, not if you include movies. I'm amazing. <laughs> I so almost stupid. screamed when we drove by the Eiffel Tower. She's just saying all of bitch. the all of the things to make Chloe be like extremely condescending and uh, rude yeah. to her. Because not only is this girl living in Paris, but she's also Russian. So like, and she's she's like her dad's famous, you know, and she's just a teenager. So like, all of this adds up to totally unimpressed by Carrie. And Barishnikov, sorry, Petrovsky is like, <laughs> um, this is the only time I can spend with my daughter, blah, blah, blah. And Carrie's like, oh, my God, go spend time together. I'm going to go take a nap, get acquainted with the time. I'll go upstairs. Like, Are you sure? And then he says, I have a, he's, he gives her a kiss goodbye. And he says, I have to meet some people from the museum from dinner for dinner, um, early dinner. But I'll eat light and we could go out then. And already I had this moment of like, hmm. This isn't going to go No, well. it's not. And once again, it took a second of her landing in Paris for it to be clear that he has a life here and the only thing she has here is him. Interesting how that works, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she shares like a funny uh, handshake with Chloe and comes back and she's like, uh, where am I going? <laughs> and he tells her the room number. And then she says it back to him in French and he's like, wow, you're amazing. And she's like, I know. <laughs> she goes upstairs and it is a palace of a hotel room. Because remember, Alexander's house is being remodeled. So they're staying at the Palace oh. Athene. Athene, I think it's called. for. And like, obviously oh. it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Expansive, lovely. Um. You know, she eats a grape out of a fruit bowl because, of course, I she does. I almost thought it was going to be wax for a second, but no, of course not. <laughs> it's a real <laughs> beautiful fruit bowl. That would have been funny, though. And it's, I mean, she's thrilled. Of course. Of course and she's she, thrilled. But she's like, she's like, look at these. She like speaks the word up. Very impressed by her, how listening she got, learned French by osmosis. Just listening to those tapes. <laughs> You just delayed when it came through. And yes, me as well. She she like speaks to the curtains. She's enamored. And then she goes out onto this cute little balcony and looks one way and looks the other. And, and like squeals. Direct view of the Eiffel Tower. And she's so excited. She does scream. And then she jumps up and down. It's actually, it's really sweet. It's very sweet. Gorgeous shots of her from afar on the balcony jumping up and down. Yeah. And then it is nighttime and like deep nighttime at this point. And, and she's wearing this crazy dress. <laughs> she is just like in the middle of a tool pool, a pool of tool, a tool pool, except it's like a mermaid dress where the top half is a completely different dress and the bottom is just so much material. And she just uh, was all she's, dressed up where the no Alex to go, she says. And there are puppies all over Charlotte and Harry's house. And they're cute as fuck. And they're doing ad- adoption papers. And Charlotte has gone from in a complete 180 from zero to a thousand and is like, let's get on every registry we can. Let's go. You know, this one's super competitive. And Harry's like, what could be more competitive than China? And she's like, Harry, 
God is going to send us a baby from somewhere (laughs) and we just have to be as aggressive as we can and get on every list we can. And he says, amen. (laughs) It's very cute. I love Harry for her. I love Harry for her. I love Harry for her. Mm -hmm. And then we get Carrie. Alexander comes home and Carrie is asleep. In a pool of her own tool. Exactly. And tears. A puddle of. of Tuttle. And he apologizes. He's like, this museum, a puddle of Tuttle. Very good. He's like, this m- dinner turned into drinks, turned into this thing I couldn't escape, and an important donor was there. And he apologizes. And she says, Why didn't you call? And he says, I and did. He said, you I had did. The do not, you had the disturb do not on. disturb on your phone. <laughs> and Carrie's like, Oh, fuck. And, and he asks he's like, did you get enough sleep? sleep? And then she's like, it's dinner time in New York. And he's like, well, let's bon appetit. And then he asks about her dress. How, what is it? And she's like, a thousand layers of tulle. And he like very sexily like counts them and then ends up under her dress. It's pretty yeah. cute. He starts like going under them and, and <laughs> counting and she's laughing and he's tickling her. And so you're like, oh, OK, disaster averted. Or yeah, is they're it? fine. They're in love. They're Everything's sweet. Great. The fundamental issue tool. still exists, but and so but does Alexander. It's her first night in Paris. Yeah, and she's very happy. So you know what? That's what matters. She turns into a really cute, giddy little girl. And then we cut to Samantha with the note cards, performing her speech for Smith and serious glasses. And it's all, and you know, she's so, her body is just, it's really insane. I cannot believe it. It's about, it's, you know, breast cancer is everywhere. It's the single mother picking her child up from school. And it's the woman next to you at the dry cleaners. And she's, she's fanning herself in between. She's naked partially because they've just been hooking up, but also because she's just like so hot. She can't have clothes on at any time. <laughs> and she ends with this like kind of trite. I beat cancer i can take on the world and she's like so and then she curtsies curtsies it's like so what did you think and he's like "Um." what is that it's kind of stiff and he's like i just thought it would sound more like you and she's like this is supposed to be inspirational i cannot sound like myself and smith is like but at alcoholics anonymous uh the good speakers are the people who keep it real and, and Samantha's like weirdly like puts down AA, and which he, like isn't great. No, especially when your your boyfriend is committed to it. But he's like, just you know, be authentic. People respond to truth, which Smith is the best person. Smith is the fucking best character on this. Show. Honestly, he fucking is. He just he keeps so succeeding. fucking well rounded and know, hot and patient. Like they put fuck all Steve. of it into Smith that. Jared is my I know. favorite. Same, character. he's mine. He's mine. He's definitely my favorite of the guys. So Carrie's like by day five, with my straightened hair that's not as nice. I felt finally confident to do the thing I'm best at: go shopping. <laughs> and she walks into what is it, Dior? And it's raining. It's raining. And it's she pouring. closes. The old man is snoring and she closes her <laughs> umbrella and it drips water on the floor and she steps into it and she fucking slides across the Dior sales floor and everything falls out of her bag. And which important note, 
Everything falls out of her bag. Everything falls out of her bag. She's wearing a 2006 middle school dance dress that's Prom dress, yes, Bridget. Thank you. Amazing work. Thank you. That clap was so so big and enthusiastic. (laughs) And Carrie goes home. Well, you can still see me. Yeah, now. Oh, I love when you can see me and I forget. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do anything. So Carrie goes home and tells Alexander about the whole thing and how upset she is. And she's like, God, I didn't even make sure I had all my credit cards. And she starts going through everything and realizes. And lo and behold, she has lost the Carrie bracelet. Necklace. What did I say? Bracelet? The match the never heard of. Carrie Bracelet. More important to her and less talked about. Than the Carrie necklace, which is what she lost. And so Carrie, of course, is freaking out. And Petrowski is like, was it insured? And she was like, no, it was nothing like that. But it's priceless because uh, it just is. You know, I've had it forever and... Um, Alexander like goes back to his phone call in French and Carrie's just sitting there like fuck and he's not yeah. very supportive he's not great in her times mm-hmm. of crisis their love languages well, are different because his pro- her problems to him are trite perhaps because never mind I'm not going there we don't need to get that dark but you're right oh I want to know I just mean like I think Carrie has acquiesced to a lot of that oh yeah she walks, she's walking solemnly through the streets of Pelly, and she walks past four women laughing at brunch, and it's, you know, they're all, evocative you know, and then they all, the brunch we know, they're laughing, and it's sweet, and then they all look up and catch her staring through the glass, and it's kind of uh, an uncomfortable moment, and so she calls Miranda from a payphone, and she's like, is it too early, and, and like, Miranda's like, Carrie, hi, how are you, and Carrie says, I'm really upset, and Miranda says, what's wrong? Look at how much garlic Miranda has in her kitchen. <laughs> I, it's amazing. She's warding off vampires. She says she she tells her she lost her necklace and that it's replaceable. Bracelet. And, <laughs> and they, she got it at the street fair that they were all at together and she lost it and it makes her so sad. And Miranda's Mary goes, sure, I understand. And Carrie goes, no one here Mary? seems to understand. <laughs> Carrie says, no one here seems to understand. And Miranda goes, come home. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny and she's really she's like she t- held out that long you know carrie's like i can't i've only been here a week and it's hard it's harder than i thought it's harder it would than be. i thought i don't speak the, don't language. Speak the language it's too cold it's and too rainy cold and rainy and she's gone to all the museums twice in a week which like there's a lot of museums Girl, in Paris, take so your time I, she feels she, lost which as like obviously of course dude, you don't have a purpose to a new there. city with no job you have nothing your purpose bitch. is a man who you're not even that committed to I think she's pretty committed to him. And Miranda keeps being like, so come home. And Miranda's like, oh. You sound so upset. Which she does. And Carrie says, no, I'm just being a baby. You know, I lost my necklace and I saw these girls having lunch. And she misses her best friend. Which, like, also, Carrie, be kind to yourself. Let yourself yourself be. It can be hard. She said, I just thought how much I miss you guys. And Miranda, of course, who has terrible hair right now, says, we miss you too. And Carrie's like, I'm being absurd. I'm in Paris. You know, I just have too much time to think. It's fine. I'm fine. I'll enjoy it. Miranda's like, what does that mean? And Carrie goes, can I tell you something you won't use against me when I feel great and everything's better? And Miranda says, yes. And she goes, I keep thinking about big. Of course Uh, she does. This makes me so 
I mean, I not this and not her confessing it. I just, the setup here makes me furious. Well, and she thinks about what would happen if I came here with Big. Because if we remember in the first season, Big moved to Paris, but did not offer her to come. And Carrie gets really quiet and she's like, that's just something I do when things aren't going perfectly my way as I compare everyone else to Big. And then before... Which, like, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yup. Brooke. <laughs> hello. Ding, ding, ding. Know, Phone for me. Oh, hello. <laughs> Pro- oh, good to talk to myself, yeah. Carrie Bradshaw. You're Thank on the other you end so of that phone. Much. But before she can say anything else, the f- a French voice cuts in and she's out of time on the phone and it hangs up and she kind of like shakes it off. Look at her cats. No. And that thing she does where she like swivel his, her heel in a little bit with each uh, step she takes. She's fucking amazing. So Samantha's giving her inspirational ste- speech and it is a little stiff. It's a little stilted. Also, they need to stop putting her in strapless things that like truly cut her breasts in half. And Smith Jared is truly the hottest man I've ever seen. It's he's gorgeous. And Samantha is on the big screen and she has sweat dripping down her face on her whole body. And she has a bad wig on and she's sweating in it. And she's giving her, like, she's you inspirational speech. And everyone's kind of, like, bored. And <laughs> Samantha and she goes, oh, goes, fuck, oh it. fuck it. She's me. And if any of you are having hot flashes like I am, you deserve a fucking medal. Bad enough I, Bad lose, enough my I lose my hair. Now I have my face running down my couture. And, and the audience, laughs. they're responding. Oh, they're, they're starting to laugh. It. And she goes, oh, Ed to hell with it. And she reaches up. Takes off her and wig. And pulls off her wig. Which also, if you're that hot, why are you wearing above-the-elbow satin gloves, madam? And then, in a Spartacus <laughs> moment, women all throughout the, the, Audience, the gala hall stand up begin and take their wigs. their wigs. And it's actually, I, I mean, it's Spartacus. It's a lo- <laughs> and I am Spartacus. It's like a lovely solidarity moment that, like, Samantha has and inspired we are something. The way that the one woman whips it off where she's like, it's like a graduation app where she's like, boom, and she does a little bevel after. And it's and really, it's really and then sweet. Samantha's crying. And s- then Smith stands up and cheers Smith for her and then leaps. everyone does. But it's like, she didn't think she could be inspirational. And of course, by being Samantha, she really is. And then she, and then she s- throws her wig into the crowd and that, and someone catches it. Which, which is, is her gross. sweaty wig. It's so funny. And she just stands there and fans herself with the... Is Her this notes. the scene you have a problem with? Um, so much. So I wanted to scream. So, so Charlotte goes to Carrie's apartment to pick up the recommendation letter for the adoption, and she's that Carrie in has Carrie's left apartment. For her. And she's like nostalgia wandering she's through. She's wearing this really cute like pantsuit, and yeah, she, she sees looks cool. Carrie's. It's a regular suit, but um, yes. computer on the bed she's like and she's i wish like i cannot believe like, carrie just left her computer like she's not gonna write in paris even though she's not writing right for the she's what does she do computer. imagine not being attached to your technology and as she's cannot. there as charlotte is sitting there on the bed big leaves another message and he's like listen you you know you left so fast and there's something i didn't get to tell you and i just you know you may never even check this number but there's something i have to tell you but I, I love, love you. you. And fucking Charlotte picks up the goddamn phone and says, hi. And I was so, so, so angry. So angry. Cut to brunch with the three ladies and who walks in but big. And fucking Miranda is wearing blue eyeshadow and it is horrifying. Way better than that, though. Both Samantha and Miranda, at least at first, are like glaring daggers at him. 
and yeah and big like monologues and for some reason god knows i've made a lot of mistakes with carrie i fucked it up and and charlotte's just like big doe eyes walking him and samantha's like many times and miranda is stone cold she's got lawyer face on (laughs) lawyer face hardcore he says you three know her better than anyone you're the loves of her life which okay a little flattery goes a long way and a guy's just lucky to guys just lucky to but I do love her, which is like, what? Dude. And if you have, think I have the slightest chance, I'll be on the next plane to Paris. I'll roam the streets until I find her. I'll do anything, which is just like so much too little too late and to not the right person who has, for better or worse, made her decision. And it is not about you. But Miranda's also sitting there with the knowledge that Carrie's thinking about Big <sighs> I and know. that she's unhappy in Paris. And that it was cut off before, you know, they could finish that conversation. He's like, listen, if, if she's happy, I'll let it go. But if you think there's even the slightest inkling, and they all do this, like, conspiratorial look at each other. And Miranda's, like, the last one. And she leans forward. She leans in. And she says, go get our girl. And I, I had to take a break. I was so angry. And I'm like, let's go big. Let's go big. I hate it. Because Petrovsky just doesn't get her in the way that big Here's gets the thing. Her. And I am part of the problem. Here's the thing. I don't give a fuck about Petrovsky. No, he's not right for Carrie. But fucking big. I am so, ugh, I hate it. I hate it. And I hate what it says about Carrie that, sh- that she would be able to get that angry at him and, and be done with his, like, fucking around I get it. (laughs) I hate it. I get it. I hate it. I get it. I'm not saying I don't get it, but I hate it. Um, and it's because it's the parts of us that we don't want to admit exist. So Petrovsky is taking her out to dinner (laughs) and holds up a mirror, Bridget. I don't know. I can tell you actually from experience that I would handle this completely differently. I just that's good. (laughs) Not completely necessarily. I just like. I just hate big, you know, I just wouldn't have, I, I, I would not have played along for as long as Carrie did Uh in the beginning. And I never, I don't think I would have formed that attachment. Now, can I be duped into that by someone really trying? Sure can baby. Um, (laughs) uh, Petrovsky gives Carrie a beautiful replacement necklace. That's just like a gorgeous, gorgeous diamond necklace. He's like, I know it's not the same thing, but it's a necklace, but it's like, Petrovsky, just get her a fancy carry necklace. Well, I don't think those were as easy to come by then, probably, as they were now. But especially, it doesn't seem like a Parisian thing. But yes, I'm sure he could have found that if he wanted. He got a special order. And so it. he was like, he's promising that it's just going to be the two of them. And then all of a sudden, his best friends come. It's and like he's these like, people who oh he hasn't God. seen forever. And so, of course, they have to sit down. And then they're all speaking in French loudly around her. And Carrie, like, touches her necklace. But it's not her necklace that she plays with when she's anxious. It's a different one. And that, my friends, is the end of part une. God, I'm I'm Pretty. hyped up again. I'm angry about it again. Talk about it. Talk about I it. I just, I wish the show had had given us more reason to believe that Carrie and Big is a healthy, good thing. You know what I mean? Like, I wish, I just wish it had been done better. I want to buy into this. But as it is, I'm like, I don't like Big. And I am thrilled that even if Petrovsky's not it, Carrie finally fucking lost it at him and that smarmy act he played in the car and as much as sure her friends want her to come home I think them making this decision and doing this 
And Charlotte picking up that phone was a huge, huge overstep, honestly. Mm, interesting. And it's something that I don't think would have happened in the same way. I think it could it could happen, not to make this about plopability. I think it would be like, you know, he'd... I don't know, because I don't think if Charlotte had picked up the phone, I don't know that Big ever would have been courageous enough to reach out to them by himself. You know what I mean? It was like a last shout in the void that Charlotte yeah. happened to hear. And I think that's part of what makes me so angry, well, too. I mean, he took the opportunity when it arose. I know. I just, you're right. <laughs> but I just mean, because I was thinking, like, I was going to say nowadays, like, I feel like he would, you know find them on social media or like reach out to Charlotte or something. And then I was like, Oh no, he didn't reach out to Charlotte. That was happenstance. He didn't even think yeah. of going to her. We don't friends. even, well, we, yeah, there would have to be another way. Cause we don't really have answering machines anymore. Um, it would have had to, Certainly you know what it would have been? Messages like, you know, it would have been, like no, let me tell you what it would have been. So in this situation where Carrie still leaves her laptop mm -hmm. at her house, mm -hmm. right? Goes to Paris, sans laptop. Charlotte still comes to her apartment to get her mail, get the recommendation letter. She sees the laptop. I'm a writer now. She sees the laptop. She goes and she sits. She opens up the laptop and Big has sent an email. And maybe Carrie has seen the email on her smartphone and just decided to ignore it. Charlotte. I'm going to tell you this still makes email. me angry because if my friend came by to ch check on my mail and saw my computer and decided to open it, I would be annoyed about that. I could see um, Charlotte Fair, accidentally Charlotte accidentally spills on the letter. She has co she has shit. coffee in her hand and she accidentally spills it on the letter. And so <laughs> she has to print another version. So yes, she opens fair. Carrie's computer. Just, you know, there, there we go. Because I just don't, I, I can't quite get over the Charlotte part of it. And I, like, understand sometimes, like, helping your friends or, you know, assisting behind their backs in ways they don't necessarily know. But this makes me so, so angry. Especially after the conversation they had. And especially because with Charlotte, it's predicated on, the, the conceit of it is that he says, I love you. And so Charlotte's like, that's why she has to pick up the phone. And then that conversation they had where Charlotte was like, he said he loved you. And Sh Carrie's like, no, well, no, he didn't. And I'm like, I, for Charlotte to decide that that means so much, you know, that she gets to do yeah, this. Totally. Totally. Very much makes me angry. I'm sure that makes sense. How do you feel? Um, it? I get it. <laughs> Do you get I, Charlotte's end of it too and, and the big end of it and all of it? <sighs> no, I think the Charlotte part makes it TV and not life. Yeah, fair. I, I think you're right. Um, And I think, you know, at this point we know what they're working towards. Yeah. And God damn. I don't know how but, I'm going to feel about this finale. <laughs> I'm so I don't curious. remember it. I don't think I watched the finale very many times. Because um, when I was watching it on DVD over and over again, I oh, I didn't have the sixth season because it hadn't come out yet. Mm. So, and then like, you know, I feel like I don't really, wa you don't watch like series finales often because they're usually like hyper emotional. Right. Um, but I resonated with Carrie. I understand I understand that like con concept concept uh -huh. <laughs> that concept of like the comparison thing. Yeah. And it always coming back. Always, yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that that's true I get it too, but like you get it very strongly. <laughs> I, 
it works and it works both ways yeah, too. Yeah. It's like a very it's a very b- bizarre type of connection to have with someone that like yep. you just like there are some things that you can't they're like imprinted on you, you know. It's the it becomes your barometer whether you want it's it like to or not. It's like they'll be with it's like it's like they're with you like a handprint on your heart, oh. you know. <laughs> So, so sly over there. You, you die. Um, <laughs> happy April Fool's Day. <laughs> um, this is up. Our next podcast is just going to be wicked quotes. <laughs> That's going to be you. <laughs> what if I just did a dramatic reading of T.S. Eliot's Cats? <laughs> oh, I would subscribe so fast. Can you do that Every for week me? Every is a, a different one? cat. Oh, my God. Yeah, for your birthday. Thank you. Anyway. Anyway, um, <laughs> I have a lot of work to do this week. Huh? Uh-huh. Um, I resonated with Carrie. Period. <laughs> but it's joyful work, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> I resonated with Carrie too. Um, although, hmm. more so, I think, even just in a practical sense of like moving abroad, you know, and the scariness of that and like trying to find. Oh, your, yeah. Although I was, you know, I moved abroad with a job and people built in to some extent, you know, and a much and I moved purposefully because I was taking care of kids, but I moved somewhere where I spoke the language, you know, so I have fewer of the barriers, had fewer of the barriers that Carrie does. But even so, I mean, you're doing this right now, same country, but still a move to a new city anywhere. It's just like, it's a big, exhausting, emotional undertaking and to like build a life somewhere and figure out what that looks like. And she's fresh off the boat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And no, Alexander is clearly not her like dream man he does her not OTP. Yeah, he doesn't take care of her in some of the critical ways i think carrie needs to be taken care of but yep. um yeah i'm still proud of carrie for going and i'm proud of carrie for i resonated with her when she went the fuck off on on big yes that kind yes. of i've actually had conversations like that where just like the audacity of the person the yeah I've never had that kind of a emotional blow up at someone. I think we will agree. I, I, when I when I do it, I do it very calmly. I also am that, but I, I haven't really had. I mean, I had like maybe two or three emotional, uh, you know, conversations on that level. But like, I once, <laughs> once I have, and uh, I think we'll agree it's war. It was warranted. <laughs> And it was one of the most satisfying things I've ever done because of that, because I've just never been more in the right. But it was like cathartic for me because of how I feel about big, I think, to see her finally <laughs> do that a little yeah. bit. Sure. Um, and I resonated with Miranda for sure. And the like being supportive, but then also really want like I could see having a similar conversation. Sure. And I like the place that they come to in the beginning of the episode where they're both like Miranda's clearly like, I don't want you to go. And Carrie's like, you don't want me to go. But they're like, fine. You know, they, they're they still best friends. Yeah. They're still best friends. <laughs> they're still best friends. Um, Popability otherwise? Yeah, we already talked about this a little bit. There um, is a little bit of that the, um, you know, like Carrie's conversation with Miranda wouldn't have happened like that. And it wouldn't have been cut off. She would have FaceTimed her from the hotel kind of thing, you know, or like. 
Yeah. You know, like just some of those plot devices. This is a this is a 2000s show with 2000s plot and 2000s technology. So, you know, these this isn't that interesting of a revelation, but you know, just things like that. Cuz moving abroad Yeah. was yeah, it was hard, but it was I can't imagine having done it like 30 years ago, you know, when my contact would have no. been like letters and the occasional phone call. Yes. That's crazy. <laughs> I was just talking with a waitress about how like, like there's this girl that I grew up with who I don't talk to and haven't spoken to since high school, but I will always have her phone number memorized because it's the first cell phone number I learned. Yeah. My, um, and I still have my best friend growing up. I was just going to say my, number. my best friend from seventh grade's phone number will be in my head for the rest of time. Um, yeah, yeah a lot of uh, my, there are a lot of shelves in my brain taken up with things like that. Also, yeah, so stupid. Sunshine daisies, butter mellow, turn the stupid fat right yellow. That pops in there about once a month. You should know what that is. <laughs> it's a Harry Potter spell. Yeah. Well, it's not a real spell, but it's the one the twins no. tell Ron to use on Scabbard. Scabbers. Right. Meet Peter Pettigrew. Spoilers. Spoilers! Uh, um, guys, what an episode. Plopability. So that's finale part one. Um... Do you want to do Delta's ups and downs of the week, my love? Uh, first, I want to know your Darren stars. Thank you. I give it a 9 out of 10 Darren stars. <laughs> I'm going to give it an 8. I love the... Em- because I think, it is, I think it is quintessential sex in the city. I think we get the, arch- we get the stereotypes of our four ladies ideally, perfectly. We know who they are. They are all inside Carrie's head and they, no, just kidding. Actually, I feel like this episode, they're each their own person. Very strongly. I think it is. Agreed. I I do love the Samantha plot. We didn't really touch on that. I love, we didn't talk enough about that. But I love the Samantha plot. And I also love, I think I related to Samantha a little bit in having that moment sometimes of where like, being surprised by your impact on other people. Uh-huh. You know, and how gratifying that is and how... I think I, I have that moment a lot as a yoga teacher. Yeah, seriously. Because I'm such a fucking jerk. And how not clearly we see ourselves, too, you know? Yeah, someone told me I reminded them of a fairy. And I was like, I don't huh. think I want to hang out with that fa-. I was like, I think we're like a pixie. <laughs> yes, that I could see, for sure. Uh, but it was nice. Delta ups, Delta downs. My Delta up is um, joining the advanced program and yeah, how excited I am for whatever the next part of this journey looks like and like committing more fully. Um, and that tomorrow I get on a plane bound for Portland and then I get on a plane bound for LA and then it's my birthday and then Harry Potter world and then... Um, getting to snuggle up with Brooke and recording um, the finale, please, the finale finale. Please DM us how many times you think I will cry <laughs> in the three and a half days that I, three days that I'm with Bridget. Yeah, we'll take bets <laughs> well, on either I both gar- of us. I'm pretty guaranteed that I will cry when I first see her yep. and when I have to leave her. Yep, and um, probably when we watch the finale in some way. Oh, yeah, we'll cry together. And maybe record. Because we're going to... Are we going to... Okay, you should download it and watch it on the plane so we can watch it separately. Yeah, I will. I will, Unless sure. we live watch it. No, we can't do that. I thought about that, but we can't... I was literally just thinking about it, but we can't do it with sound. Because we need to have... I need to have the sound when I watch it for the first time. Yeah. 
I agree. I agree. Um, Delta, Delta up. down. Oh. Oh, Delta down. I, I forgot. It's okay. We could just, let's just do Delta ups this week. It's all on the up and up. Okay. My Delta up is, one of them is a, is still a secret. Um, it's like a work in progress. Uh-huh. Um, and um, it's that Bridget is coming, obviously. <laughs> just the anticipation <laughs> of that. Yeah, it's really good. I will be there this week, five days. Oh, my God. That's really overwhelming and exciting. Okay. I need to do some Zen breathing. I need to go wash my body, as do you probably. Um, Wait, what about... Um, oh, yours. No, we did yours. What about social media? Oh, my God. Uh, How can I find thee on social media, my, my lady Bridget? You can find me <laughs> on ye old uh, uh, Twitter um, at Mrs. Burt Macklin and on Instagram at a Bridget M37. Brooke? You can find me at ye old Twitter uh-huh. at Brooke underscore Wiseman and you can find me at mm, Instagram Tavern. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the stakes have risen. At Brooke Wiseman, no under to- underscore. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No underscore. And if you put the underscore, I will call you and leave you five minute voicemails of me trying to speak in old English <laughs> three times a week for two months. Oh, God. Wow. Again, with the specificity. <laughs> Incredible. Collectively, we are um, at collectively Podcast. And Gmail, Instagram. Collectively, and but not together, as your ears will tell you. <laughs> we are at Splat Podcast. <laughs> on all of the places um, rate, review, subscribe you guys next week is the it's end it's happening brace yourselves <laughs> so if gird you, your loins if you don't tell us what to do well, we'll probably do the Sex in the City movies yeah but that'll happen so there'll be some time to do maybe after, we'll do some polling you know we'll see what's happening alright we out fam uh, love you love you mean it real big bye Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.